Hello, everybody. Fitness Fanatic Mom here. I am with Rebecca. And of course, you know, Rebecca and Rebecca, this has to be an amazing interview when there's two Rebeccas together, right? So I'm so excited to have you here to share with us what you do. I'm going to let you take the reins and introduce yourself. Sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. So uh, my name is Rebecca McLeod. Um, I currently live, well, in between Stratford and Woodstock. So we're just outside of Embro here. Um, I guess first and foremost, I'm I'm a mom to Abigail. I'm a, a wife to Kyle. And we are dairy farmers here in Oxford County. Uh, my We farm with my husband's family here. And uh, yeah, we're just, we're really lucky. We're so blessed to have this lifestyle. Um Outside of that, I am a registered social worker and a professional art therapist. And so that's kind of what what brings me here is right now I'm providing uh, art therapy, virtual and in-person, um, soon to be in-person, for moms who are on, women, I guess, who are on the journey to motherhood, um, either kind of on their way there or recently there. And so that's that's me. Yeah, amazing. I'm a farm kid myself. Also grew up in a dairy farm my whole life. So I, I guess, yeah, um, I love that lifestyle. There's nothing quite like living, you know, a little more rural, a little more country and having, you know, that opportunity to walk out your front door and just, you know, be in such beautiful surroundings each and every day. And, you know, I'm sure that's almost an inspiration for a lot of your art therapy as well, too. It's Definitely. just like, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. Tell me about your um, your services, your offerings to clients. So what is actually, like, what all do you do? Because it's so cool. Yeah, yeah. So um, I would say my business is a little bit blended. So I am an artist and I, I sell my artwork uh, when it's available. But really the focus of it is art therapy. And so uh, I'm sure we'll get into a little bit more about what art therapy is. But uh, what services look like right now is right now I'm connected through the womb in Woodstock. Um, and it's been awesome. It's a great partnership there. And we are going into the new year starting the Creative Changes Group. And that is an art therapy based group focused on empowering and, and really equipping women on the journey into motherhood for their mental health specifically. Um, and so that group is a bit of a blend. It has some education around really common mental health experiences, both pre and postpartum. And, and then it has art therapy where we spend a lot of time getting creative and connecting with one another and expressing and externalizing some of the thoughts and feelings that we might be having. And so um, that's really the focus right now. I, I do offer virtual art therapy and and likely in 2023, we'll be moving into some more in-person art therapy sessions available as well. But uh, right now I'm still home with my little one and that's, you know, a priority. And so really feeling lucky to be able to to do both and, and be home with her as well as connect with women on this journey and provide this service to them. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a crafty critter. So I love anything, you know, working with my hands, doing art and doing stuff. But what do you get when people are like, I am not creative, I am not artistic, but they're like, I'm interested in this, but they just don't feel like in themselves that they have the skills to be yeah. like artistic, you know, in quotations, you know, absolutely. whatever that looks like. What, 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 how would you like talk to someone about that? How would you like help them get over that hurdle? Yeah, because I think it's actually 
I think that's the biggest barrier to art therapy um, and even other expressive therapies, right? Like music therapy and things like that is that we put ourselves into these boxes of I either am or I am not. And I think even a little bit, you know, I could probably have a whole podcast conversation on this, but <laughs> I, I do have a bit of a soapbox about the fact that societally we, we pair artistic skills with creativity and, and we use them as, you know, as if they're the same and they are not. Um, I think that artistic skills are great and that's super valuable. Um, but that creativity is really a way of, of being. And I think it's a core component actually of our wellness, no different than being physical and being spiritual and being, you know, mentally activated on all of those pieces. And so when we're more connected with our creativity, I think, I think we're more well. Um, and I can certainly, for myself, that's definitely been the case. So I would say that, that that is actually one of the biggest things that I wish people knew more of is that you do not need to be artistic to, to be a candidate, a good candidate, or just even find, um, to really reap the benefits of art therapy. Because mm-hmm. what art therapy asks of you is just to bring a willing spirit and it, it as itself as a process creates this safe space for you. And so, um, so yeah, my words of encouragement would be that's okay. It's okay if you failed art in high school. It's it's absolutely <laughs> fine if you know you've put yourself in a box that art's not really your thing. That's great because that's really not what art therapy is about. Um, and so so yeah, I guess that's that's mainly what I would say to those people and and to a lot of us that feel that way, myself included. Right, times that I thought it's not enough, it won't it, uh, I shouldn't really delve into it and that art therapy will welcome you. It really will. Mm -hmm. So what are like the different modalities, we'll call them, that you would use during art therapy? So like, you know, when most people think of art, they think of painting or they think of drawing, but I'm sure it's much more than that. So what are like some of the kind of more optional things or like different ways that people can incorporate creativity and art into their, into their lives? Yeah, absolutely. So a couple couple pieces there in that question. We'll start, I guess, with the first of there are all sorts of different art forms and different art materials that we use in art therapy. Um, sure, painting can be one of them, and that's great. Um, but we use a lot of things like collage and recycled material and clay. Um, and and sometimes we get really creative with our art materials. I love to use things like spices that really activate the senses and um, and lots of things that we used when we were kids, because it is meant to connect with that joyful um, youth side of us as well. And so I always love to bring things like Play-Doh and stuff like that, that when we smell it, even you would just have these these memories activated of, of childhood and feeling um, creative and expressive because our kids have no fear of being creative, right? That's definitely just something that you know, over time, we kind of put it to the side of, oh, that's just something that maybe I did for fun. But now I have a job, or I have these other responsibilities. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, you know, I think that even when people retire, you see them going back to their, their things that they feel creative in, whether that's gardening, or, um, or a form of art expression. And, and I think that's really because we do need it. It is, it's a part of us that sparks joy. And so, so we use all different uh, types of art materials. And the beautiful part about that is that as an art therapist, I use them quite strategically um, because they do connect with us differently because they go, they connect with our senses differently. So that's one of the, the um, 
kind of big motivators behind art therapy is how it connects through the senses and and therefore connects with us on that physiological level. So very similar to movement, where um, it can help us activate different parts of our brains and different parts of our nervous system that then help us to to regulate, to feel calmer, to be able to activate parts of our brain that allow us to explore and express. Um, and so art therapy is just so amazing because the times that you might go, I wouldn't even know, I wouldn't even know how to say what I'm feeling or, you know, um, the amount of times that I sat in a therapy session prior to being an art therapist, because I was a clinical therapist before that, um, and, and had people just kind of stuck in silence or with the very common and likely most honest answer of, I don't know. I don't know how I'm feeling and I don't know how to express it or where to go from here. And even at times as the therapist on the other side, also feeling a little bit stuck um, that I found myself leaning on art and then took to developing that into my professional skill. Um, but it's amazing when we can then connect through art material that activate that right side of our brain and allow us to regulate and then build these bridges to the left side of our brain where we then have those verbal processing skills to maybe start putting a name to something or a description to how we're feeling and to watch clients feel that sense of empowerment and mastery of I came in here feeling really confused and disorganized and maybe even overwhelmed with how I'm feeling and what's going on in my life to then leaving a session or a group and just thinking I now have a word for this. I have a way to explain it to my support system. I have a way to understand it for myself. And I have these newfound strategies and tools to process it and, and deal with it. Um, it's a it's a beautiful thing to be a part of. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. Just to create that connection then. And, and it's crazy how like getting your hands in glitter or paste or, you know, just touching and feeling and smelling and, you know, all of those other cues, you know, I, I love the the Play-Doh thing because how often do you like open up a can of Play-Doh that you, for your kids or something, and you're like, oh, Play-Doh, like that, yeah. that, that smell just triggers something in your childhood that's such a good feeling and just such a, um, a great moment of, you know, and that nothing beats the smell of Play-Doh. Yeah. It's <laughs> And I, I share that actually a lot with clients when I'm, you know, helping to, them to understand that our, our memories are really activated and stored in that right side of our brain, right? I don't want to bore them with too much kind of the neuroscience behind our therapy, but, but I want them to know that, that this playing with Play-Doh is incredibly valuable. Not only if they just sought joy out of it for 45 minutes of a session, that's also very valuable, right? Yeah. But yeah. that actually through the senses, it helps us to activate and express and, and it does it in a safe way. Sometimes we have this kind of paralysis within us when somebody asks us to describe how we're feeling or what's going on, because we have this fear of, well, what if I describe it wrong? And then they don't understand me well, or then we get off on the wrong foot or they don't really get me. Right. And I think that's even more exasperated as a new mom or as a mom to be, because there is this, we have lots of fear around diagnoses or around people's view of us, of how we are going to enjoy motherhood or are enjoying or not enjoying pregnancy and um, how we are as, as moms. And I found that even for myself of like, well, oh, I don't know if I really want to share 
some of these things? Because what if they think I don't like being a mom, right? Or what if they, they think that it's really hard for me and I'm struggling, that type of thing, right? And um, so art therapy creates this beautiful distance between what we're thinking, what we're feeling. We express it and we have this other thing that we can talk about and explore and have our own thoughts about. And then we can choose what we share, right? But regardless, that externalization process of it being an internal thought or feeling is now released. And we feel that release of like, ah, oh, it's not running around my brain like this, this, you know, hamster on a wheel anymore. It's over here. It lives over here. And now I can, I can either share about it or I can ask it questions or I can just leave it here for right now. Mm-hmm. And we'll come back to it next week when we come back to group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So you touched on your journey um, a little bit and how you got here. And let's dive a little deeper in that. Like, tell me your your story. How did you get here? Your education, your journey, your story. Yeah. So um, I guess for quite some time, I was a registered social worker um, and worked in, in various fields around Ontario as a social worker. And I love it. I love the field of social work. And then I was a clinical therapist. And like I mentioned, really found myself um, loving therapy. I supported mainly children and youth and their parents at that time. And, and also found myself feeling a little stuck sometimes and that it was really a fulfilling career. And I was looking to just connect it with a little bit more of some of my other passions that really were in this creative world. I always found myself um, having a little bit of a side hustle on the side with my creativity, whether that was selling paintings or uh, woodworking creations and things like that. And um, it wasn't until actually I connected with my own therapist. And during a session, she said to me, like, you know, this, you always have to have something creative going on. Maybe at that time, it wasn't super helpful that I always had to have it be a side hustle because it maybe added a bit of stress. But I I started to build this awareness of, of that, like, yeah, because it's something more to me than that. It's not just, uh, you know, an extra little side hustle. When I don't have it, I crave it and I really need it. And so um, then I also found myself using art in my therapy sessions, particularly for those families or for those youth that that were feeling stuck. Um, or I could just tell that they really felt intimidated by the setting, this power dynamic that exists right between a service provider and any client um that comes in but especially in therapy with youth when they're like I can't go toe-to-toe verbally with you they just can't so we have all these ways to wordsmith around things but um it was I found myself feeling really excited and activated with how useful art was in those sessions um and how empowering it was for them so that led me to seek out a graduate education in art therapy through the Canadian Institute of Art Therapy um and uh i did i did that during the pandemic with the wedding and a and a pregnancy thrown in there so it was a busy time it was a busy time but um it's funny because to look back on it though i know it was very busy uh for our family it didn't feel stressful because it really it felt like this is my spot this is really um you know blended my two passions and it's where i'm i was meant to be so um and then and then i had my little one and and found myself quite in a bit of shock about just that transition. Um, you know, what I would now kind of describe as the journey of matricense and and all of that, but at the time not having that verbiage for it. Um, and 
found myself loving the newborn phase, so happy and excited to be a mom, and also quite overwhelmed with the shock of of a bit of identity crisis. And even just, I would say, I, I didn't describe it at the time as anxiety, but more of that physiological response to that transition that I did, like all of those shifts that happen like that, not that labor happened like that, but, <laughs> but it really felt that way of, oh, like a week ago, I had uh, absolute freedom in my mobility, my choices, my, um, my just, yeah, my ability to kind of go about my day in a way that felt fulfilling to me. And now I sit here so happy to have my firstborn and this new baby here and I love it. But also, who am I right now? I just sat on the couch for 14 hours and my body is on demand 24 seven and I don't have the freedom that I had before. I'm both happy with that because it's because of my baby, but I'm also in shock and I found myself um, also a, a bit, I found that that extra shock to me was that I was a professional in the mental health field and I still had this shock and I didn't have the verbiage or the practice of, of how to support myself or to go through it. I felt that fear of, I don't want to voice some of these feelings that I'm having because what if people think I don't like motherhood or that I'm not happy right now. And why, why do we have to be just one? <laughs> one if we're, if we're not just happy and blissful, it means that, you know, um, that we're the opposite or we're not liking, um, uh, being a mom. And so I, I really sat with that. And then I turned to my own creativity as a way to, to help myself express what was going on and process in a way that felt safe and accessible for me, right? I spent most of my days, I'm very fortunate because we farm, my husband comes home at lunch and things like that. But the rest of the time, it's me and this little newborn here that are trying to figure out breastfeeding. And and I don't have an, an outlet to process this stuff. And even my support system, who's amazing, was either very distant from that time, right? My mom was like, uh, it's been a long time since I was in the newborn phase. Or my husband who through all of his best efforts validated what I was feeling, but couldn't help me explain what I was feeling or sharing that with me. And so um, I turned to to my creative outlets because they were accessible on my own. I could sit with my baby on the couch and pick up a notepad or a piece of plasticine and I could put it down when I needed to. It wasn't, you know, even a, a session that I had to make childcare arrangements for things like that. I had these these tools accessible to me to use on my own. So that led me to, to a place where I thought other, other moms need this. Cause I also looked at some of my friends who are moms and was like, none of you told me about this. (laughs) (laughs) Where were you? Right. And they, and I think maybe it's because maybe we forget, right. It's one of those things we forget the pain of labor to a certain extent and all of those things. But um, it led me to create this group, this creative changes group, because I thought, I really want other moms to feel equipped and empowered um, with some understanding that these experiences are very normal. Though everyone's journey into motherhood is unique, there's some universal truths in in them as well. And I want them to feel supported with the knowledge and the practices of how to support themselves, if it's just them and their little one at home, or where to go when there's a need to for a little bit more support and to know when that's really necessary and 
have a, a comfort level with that, right? Because when it already, when you're already kind of going through all these things, plus taking care of your little one and physically healing, um, we don't want to go on a new journey that mm-hmm. feels scary and go into a new place and try and explain ourselves. I wanted them to feel comfortable with all those pieces. So that led me to create this group. Yeah, I love that. And it, it really is isolating, you know, like, you know, yes. pandemic, pandemic aside, um, the last couple of years, but even just motherhood can be super isolating because you are on your own and you are, you know, like for hours on end sometimes, depending what, you know, your spouse works or, um, you know, all of those things, or if you don't even have a partner, you know, like, you know, there's so many, you know, obstacles and, and barriers that, but yeah, like just being able to like pick something up and, you know, playing with a piece of half the scene and, and molding it. And I know, I know all the times that, you know, how many times the kids have had a piece of plasticine laying around or a piece of Play-Doh and I've picked it up with my hands and I've, you know, made a little square or I've pushed it or I've done something to it and not even like really realizing that I'm playing with it. But it's yes. just like you you feel like it's very therapeutic because you just kind of feel like a little bit of release and, and you know, some of the stress just kind of, you know, comes out of your of, of your body into that, you know, that piece of plasticine or the piece of Play-Doh that you're playing with and molding with or rolling around in your hand and, you know, not even really thinking about it, but just, you know, having that um, yeah. just kind of little piece, you know, and, and I love that, that because it is true. Like you could be, you know, sitting on the couch, the baby could be napping or nursing or whatever, and you could have, you know, something in your hands that you could play with or mold and just kind of, you know, give you something to focus on that, just different you know something you know a little bit um I don't even know what the word that I want to say but just you know just giving you that little bit of an outlet right you know because I think yeah yeah, you just need sometimes you just need that little fidget thing I think with the kids like all those fidget toys have come in to be like such a big thing lately but I think this is like a more more therapeutic adult fidget toy you know like having a little piece of something to play with or you know creating something out of clay or something you know with your hands and that's you know that's great that you can set down and walk away from and then come back and pick it up again later if you need to if you need a little something you know it's just you know to give that little outlet that extra little something you know because sometimes we just find you're just like I just need something I need something to do and other than scrolling through my phone and looking at TikTok yeah. videos while I'm nursing you know just That's having right. something else that my hands can do um you know that I can just like roll a piece of you know clay or plasticine or whatever and just you know have that you know that little hands-on feel but yet you know be able yeah. Yeah, to walk away from it when you need to so what sure. would an appointment or a session with you look like? So let's look at like a virtual session. So what would that kind of look like? Someone reaches out to you and they're like, you know, I, I'm really interested in what you do. Um, so let's walk us through what that would kind of look like. Sure. Yeah. So I can talk about kind of what a, an individual session would look like. And then even a little bit more specifically about what the group format looks yeah, like. So yeah. um, an individual session Um, so, you know, art therapy is the combination of psychotherapy and the creative process. And so similar to any other psychotherapy that you would connect with, um, like talk therapy, for example, we're going to have, we're going to have a, an intake appointment. We're going to talk about what your goal is, what you're looking to get out of this experience and, and kind of how many sessions you'd like to kind of initially start with to go about that. Um, because I, I always want to respect the fact that, um, I think that therapy and art therapy is so valuable. And I also, 
I don't ever want to see someone financially struggling or going into debt in order to access that. There are lots of other access, uh, other supports, even within the art therapy field that I'm happy to connect people with. So I like to give them a bit of an understanding up front of, you know, have, have, know what their goal is and what they're looking to get out of this experience. And then let's plan for how many sessions are, you know, feasible for you and, and doable. And then after that, we can review, we can always continue, but we can also come to a natural close. Um, and so we will start there. A virtual session will work with whatever materials you have in your home. Um, so if you, you want to pick up a few, that's great. If not, we will work with whatever you have. Um, and we'll work together towards those goals. So I will bring a directive. Um, your responsibility would be to have your art materials near you and have a space that you can connect um, with. So both from the technology perspective, as well as just making sure it's it's confidential, it feels safe for you. Welcome to have your little one and your baby with you. So um, different than maybe some other therapy sessions where you have kind of that, that pretty firm hour around it, that appointment. Um, anytime that I'm doing a virtual session, if, you know, if that new mom has their little one, we've got to hold a little bit of wiggle room on that end because we know that sometimes things come up. So um, I will bring an art therapy directive that um, to help kind of move towards the goal and we'll dive into to creating. And so um, I'll provide a little bit of structure and, and say, let's let's try doing, um, you know, some collage today and to give us a bit of a prompt to get started. And we'll normally spend a good 20 minutes sometimes creating. Sometimes we create, we chat, we create, we chat. Um, or we'll just spend that 20 minutes creating and, and then we'll spend some time debriefing and talking about the artwork and talking about what came up and, um, any thoughts or feelings about that. So, um, we always have a, a bit of a ritual to start our session, a ritual to close it out. Um, and the artwork is, is the clients. So um, unlike leaving maybe a talk therapy session, which is super valuable, but sometimes uh, has its limitations as well, your you as the client will leave with your artwork. If that's a virtual session, you'll have it in your home. Um, if it's an in-person session, some will leave them until the end of their therapy and they'll take all of their artwork home. But sometimes clients will take that artwork and it lives on with them in their space because it has meanings attached to it and new learnings attached to it that then are really powerful. And sometimes I'll hear from clients, you know, I put that on my mirror or I kept that on my dresser and it reminded me of what came up in this session and the pieces that I wanted to hold on to and take into my life outside of that therapy session. So um, that's what a typical session would look like. And really an in-person session wouldn't look much different other than I bring the art materials. Um, and so that is just, that's not something you just bring yourself and or your little one with you. Um, as for the group, so the group creative changes, it's going to be uh, running out of the womb in Woodstock and it starts in the new year, which is really exciting. Um, and it's kind of the first of, of its kind, at least that I'm aware of and definitely in this area in that it has the two components to it of a bit of mental health education, uh, both pre and postnatal common mental health experiences. And then it has that, that art therapy aspect. So we'll take about 20 minutes, half an hour at the beginning of our time together as a group to uh, go through this, we have a beautiful booklet resource created 
that is theirs to keep as a group member and be their resource that they take on with them into their life. And we'll talk about some, some aspects that are in that booklet. So um, we might talk about, uh, you know, common mental health experiences postpartum about regarding identity shift, um, managing and coping with a massive change in routine, which as humans, we thrive on and it just gets upheavaled and then held in this ambiguous state when you have a newborn. Um, and we'll talk about things like intrusive thoughts and that that's very normal, actually. Um, and it's OK to share those things and and what at what point it would be helpful to seek some support for maybe things like feeling really low or blue and things like that. So we'll spend some time chatting about those and answering any questions that come up. And then we'll dive into to art making, getting creative. So I, again, will bring a directive for us as a group. We'll each make our own piece um, based on that prompt. And then we'll spend some time sharing what has come up. Um, and I always encourage uh, group members to share verbally if that feels safe, or they all also get a little journal um, with them to, if it doesn't feel like a thought or feeling that they want to share, but they do want to hold on to, to journal that down before they leave, knowing that life gets busy outside of group. So it is a six week group. It runs on Saturday mornings from 10 to 1130 and starts on January 7th. Um, and we picked that time specifically for pregnant mamas that are still working. Um, and, and because we wanted it to just allow space on either side, um, diving into a group therapy can have this amazing kind of healing and connective aspect to it. And also it provides this beautiful container to like be in and share. And then sometimes we feel a little like, Oh, when we left because, you know, we just had this awesome wonderful safe space. And then we go back out into our world. We were just talking about that isolation. We're like, great, now I'm back by myself. So um, I just wanted it to be a morning group that held space for processing and things outside of that as well um, for their days and and the week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. I think I want to come. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a good time. It's going to be yeah, a good time. I think that's amazing. And yeah. it's such a great space to bloom in Woodstock. I'm definitely going to have to check them out because we need more spaces like that, more resources, more oh, opportunities yeah. to be able to um, get out and, and have your own little community and have your, you know, like your little art therapy friends, your little art friends where you go and hang out with them and you really make those mom connections. And sometimes we just need to like, be like, oh, you're feeling that too. And just having that that feeling validated by someone else who's in the same, you know, position and this, and then not that not feeling alone and not feeling like you're the only one feeling these things when, you know, there are so many out there that are having, you know, similar or the same feelings as you. And, and it is really hard. And, you know, as a mama for, and, you know, you get this as a mama, like, you know, you just, you come across these things and you're like, am I crazy? Like, and like, is this the normal feeling? And, you know, if, if, if you have to ask yourself that, then yes, it is. Like it's, you know, all of the things come up and, you know, it's, it's, it, it really is hard. Like it's a hard transition. And, and as you said, from the routine, you know, we thrive in routine, our children thrive in routine and, you know, being thrown off a schedule with, 
you know, like we anticipate like things are going to change, but we don't really know until we're in that moment. And then our whole life is flipped upside down and we're not getting any sleep or, you know, our body's on demand 24 seven. And it's just like, it's such a big, you know, turnover in our lives. And, you know, even, you know, one, two, even the fourth baby, you know, like the same thing happens. And, and then you've got toddlers that are running around and you're trying to right. keep that balance. It can be, it can be a lot, you know, and, Absolutely. you know, to have, have that support group and have someplace where you can go and, and just disconnect from that to reconnect with yourself and reconnect with, you know, your thoughts and, and what's going on in your life. And then connecting with the other moms. Like, I think that is, such an important opportunity and and such an amazing thing that you guys are offering and I think it's so so important yeah and that's something that I was just I was both thrilled and really um I was really my my heart was just really warmed when I approached the womb um and and pitched this group and they were willing to to go on this journey with me and take this on and offer it as a service through them because they they do such a beautiful job at doing just what you describe, providing that environment where, um, where you come as you are and you, you connect and you're not on this journey alone. And, and they really provide services that care for the whole health of, of the mother and the baby, right? Knowing that they are once, once that little one's here and prior to that, they are not two separate beings. They are, they are all in one when it comes to health and wellness during that, that stage of life. And so they really do provide services that cover kind of all those different aspects in this one, very aesthetically beautiful. It's stunning in there, but also just this really welcoming hub, right? Where you know that you can go and see the same familiar faces, whether you're going in there for lactation consultant, art therapy, um, you know, pelvic floor physio, all of those pieces. And, and you can just walk into that same safe, comfortable space and know that me and my baby are welcome here and we're going to be taken care of. And so I was really thrilled when they uh, they saw the value in this group with that when I brought it to them and that they're journeying with me to kind of to bring this to our community because they too saw the need for all of those those pieces that you described and and how this group can help meet that because it is isolating and and even, you know, even myself as as an introvert at heart, I <laughs> really realize that you're like, well, I do need community and, and friendships and support systems are very valuable. Um, but they also, they have their limitations too, right? I don't know how many times I would leave a super valued conversation with a friend, but then also find myself comparing. Well, why, why isn't it like that for me? Or, if they're a couple months ahead of me, is that what it's supposed to be like? Cause my baby's nowhere near that. And, or we're not, we, you know, we're not having that feeding journey, but is that going to come up for me? And, and all of those pieces and really feeling that, um, that, like you mentioned, sometimes the thoughts are scary that come up or the experiences are worrisome. And you think, am I going to, is this going to be this way forever? You know, I was scared to walk up and down the stairs with my baby. What if I trip and I fall? And I'm thinking, why would I think such a horrible thing? Until until you sit with other moms and maybe have, you know, in this particular group, an art therapist say to you, that's very normal. Your amygdala is on hyperdrive because mm-hmm. you are now a mama and your yeah. job is to keep that baby safe. And it sometimes goes a little haywire and a little on overdrive. <laughs> and then the sense of peace of like, oh, I wish I had shared that, but I was so scared that someone was going to think that I was crazy or 
you know, um, struggling and, or any fill in the blank that could even be more severe than that. Sometimes the fears that we go to. So it having a sense of community and connecting with some of these common experiences in a way that also feels safe and is enjoyable. We're going to create, it's a good time. We're we're not, we wouldn't have many people sign up. I don't think for the postpartum depression seminar. (laughs) It's just, it's not a topic. It's certainly even as myself in the mental field, I wouldn't have dove into that. I'm like, I'm just really hoping it doesn't happen to me. Right. And instead we can say, let's talk about that a little bit. Let's get some actual relevant and factual knowledge about that experience. Know where to go if it comes up for you. And then as a group, let's talk about the fears about those things because they're real and we're all feeling them in the room. Right. Mm-hmm. And let's, let's connect through that and, and share in that experience in a way that feels safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. What is one thing um, that you wish your clients knew more of or did more of? Well, I think it comes back to, I wish they knew that, that art therapy is not for just for the artists in the community or the people who feel artistic. Yeah. Yeah. I really wish that. um, And I guess that that's part of what I hope that, you know, throughout my journey and my career that, um, that I can do is just help to communicate that connecting with your creativity matters and it's accessible to everyone. We're designed to be creative um, and, and it's valuable. It's worth your time and it's valuable to do those things because it really does spark joy and it, it helps towards your overall wellness and it's, it's for everyone. That's what I would want people to know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What um, sparks you, feels you, drives you? I know your little one wakes you up every day, but what, (laughs) what, what really keeps you going, you know, and keeps you pushing forward? Yeah. Well, it's funny when you say that she wakes me up every morning, the cows, the cows wake me up every morning. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. The thing that sparks me, I think is the, the times when I am in a therapy session or a group, or even now teaching, I do some teaching for the Canadian Institute of Art Therapy as well. And and we're we're in the middle of doing something creative and you see a client or any recipient of that service just having this this spark this revelation and you see this shift in them and and this joy that comes from having that sense of release and relief and 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 mastery and an explanation for themselves And, and sometimes they tell you, and sometimes they don't, sometimes you just see it, but, but sometimes we're lucky enough as service providers, right. To have clients say, wow, that, that helps me so much. And that makes me feel so much better about my current situation or equipped to go back into my life and, and move more towards the life that I want, the, the days and the moments that I'm seeking. And it's those moments when I come up, I'm in my basement right now, I'll come up for my virtual session or leave my classroom or leave an in-person appointment or group. And I'm just fired up. I'm just so alive and I'm so excited by by the ability to co-journey with somebody else and share that space with them. And I just feel, you feel so privileged to get to witness it. Um, Mm -hmm. You feel really excited. I feel so excited 
to say, I just brought the art materials and asked a couple questions. Really, yeah. right? I and I I'm just I happened to take the education journey that that led me to this spot. But it's it's you as the client that brought the bravery and the vulnerability to to do it at all. And you're the, the master of your own life and your own lived experiences. And so that connection that happens there when you get to co-journey with someone and see that that part of them come alive, it just that is definitely the spark that keeps me going. It makes me so excited to to keep offering services and offering group because just think that's worthwhile. That's worthwhile because that lives with them much beyond anything that, you know, anything I wrote down in a book or in a little booklet for them, Um, that feeling that they got this and, and they, they're no longer weighed down um, is just, oh, it's the best to see it. It's the best. Yeah. yeah. That aha moment, right. Where it's just like, Eureka, there it is. Like, you know, just, you know, and I know like for myself and, I am artistic, but for even for someone who's maybe not, when they create something and they look at what they've created and it's just like, wow, I did this. You know, that sense of accomplishment as well too, right? That they've actually created something and they're like, oh, maybe I can do this. You know, and just that boost of confidence as well too, I'm sure where they're just like, oh, yeah, okay, this is really cool, you know? And they just feel warm and fuzzy about something that they did that came from them, that came from their hands and... You know, I think that sometimes is just so important. And as moms too, we we do kind of put ourselves last, you know, and to have something for them, something that they've created, something that they have done, you know, that fills their cup just yeah. that little bit more. I think that that's so amazing. And for yourself as well, too. And I know I get that from my clients is that they fill my cup because it's just like, yes. you know moving with them and then hearing like how amazing that class was and exactly what they were needed. And I'm like, okay, my cup's overflowing because it's just like, that just makes you feel so good. And it just keeps us going, you know, it, and, and some days are great and some days are not so great, but it, you know, it just keeps us moving and doing what we do and offering the services that we do and, you know, giving parts of ourselves to each of our clients, because that's, you know, really what it is as service providers and who people like us who are so passionate um, and have such a love with what we do. Yeah. I'd love uh, that's that. just it, right? We, we, you know, you find out that you're going to have a little one for the first, second or third time you go on the journey of reading the books, pinning the pins, all these <laughs> things to get that at that, the knowledge so that when these things come up, you have that feeling of like, it's all right, I got this. I read about this once. Somebody told me that this was going to happen with the baby. We're good. I can handle it. And you have this mastery moment of just feeling like, yes, like I am on it. And then, but we don't, you know, a baby's born and so is a mother. And we don't yet have kind of those opportunities. I hope that that's what this group is and that these services are for, for moms on that journey to say, but what, how am I going to take care of my needs? I've never been a mom before, or I've never been a mom of three before. I've been a mom of two, but three is going to be different. How, how am I going to do that? What, what knowledge? knowledge and experience am I going to rely on when those those situations come up and so to feel that like to see them feel that sense of mastery just like you were, were saying where they're like oh no I knew that something like this might come up not this particular situation but I knew this feeling of overwhelm or confusion was going to come up and I'm not lost and I'm not on my own I have tools and resources and things that I've done before that I can lean on 
and I know where to go and I know where my people are to help me process this. Um, yeah, that, that's what I hope that, uh, that, that people get out of it. And, um, and that's definitely that spark. It's just, it's just the best. And art therapy is so cool to watch that happen because just like you said, sometimes, um, sometimes clients will create something and then they'll look at it and go, wow, I think that actually I might be needing more structure. Look at how like all over the place this is. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't say that, right? It's not for yeah. me as the therapist <laughs> to derive any meaning out of your artwork. And I hope, um, I, I think sometimes that's a misconception. People think that an art therapist is going to analyze their artwork and yeah, you know, yeah. ask them about their childhood and, and all of these things. <laughs> and no, I mean, we're going to ask questions about the artwork for sure. But the meaning is yours as the client and to to draw out of it and so when they draw that meaning for themselves that's what has the impact and has the impact far beyond that session and when that session ends right because they're taking that learning that came from within them and that's the the coolest part and as a therapist that's truly what I believe is that we hold the answers we have the, the answers inside of us we just need sometimes the support and structure to to have the ability to even outpour enough to organize it for ourselves and, and figure out what our best next step is. But um, it's most powerful when it comes from us, not from somebody else telling us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. That revelation and a revelation. And it's just like, wow. Yeah. 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 Like what you see. Yeah. Yeah. So Mm. how do we get in touch with you? What's the best way to reach you, to contact you, um, to set up and even just like, you know, an initial like, you know, like, let's chat. I really am interested in this. So how do we get in touch with you? Yeah. So I think first and foremost would be my website, which is Rebecca McLeod Art. Um, McLeod is M-A-C-L-E-O-D. Um, and on there, you can find information about um, any products that I have for sale, as well as the art therapy services and uh, the group Creative Changes, which is that six-week pre uh it's it's designed to be taken during prenatal um but it will cover pre and postnatal mental health is offered through the wombwoodstock.ca there's a link to it on my website though as well and uh but registration will happen through the wombwoodstock and you can sign up online there and the cost of it also might be eligible depending on your benefit coverage um for those who have that because I'm also a registered social worker so if that's mm-hmm. covered within your benefits then um the cost of that would be eligible and uh outside of that I live on Instagram I hang out on there sometimes as well cloud <laughs> art um and hope to be on there a little bit more but really the website is where everything's at Perfect. Yeah. And we'll drop the links into the podcast as well, too. And we'll share them um, when we share this on to our Instagram and our Facebook and all of the, the fun social things. Right. So yeah. <laughs> amazing. Thanks. Was there anything else, Rebecca, that you wanted to add or share anything that we didn't touch upon that you wanted to chat about? No, I don't think so. I could keep okay. rambling about art therapy all day. I'm just <laughs> I'm super grateful for the opportunity. So thank you very much, because I, I love what you're doing. And I also have just gleaned so much information and insight about the services in our community, in our area, through the podcast and the summit. And so I'm grateful, just really grateful. Thank you. Oh, I'm, thank you so much. That's very humbling because, you know, that's what, it, that's what it was created for was just to 
you know, give a resource, a place for, you know, moms and new moms and family members and support systems and the whole village, you know, an opportunity to find out, you know, what and where and how and, and, and you know, because it is so confusing sometimes and, and you do get kind of get lost into that pit of despair and you're just like I don't know but I love that podcasts are such an amazing thing um they're so consumable and you know it's something that you can listen to while you're nursing while you're fiddling with your plasticine and while you're doing all your things it's just such an easy easy accessible thing especially for new parents so yeah I appreciate that very much Amazing. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining me today and um, sharing with us what you do. Um, and I'm excited. I think we'll definitely have to have uh, more conversations in the future. And maybe we'll dive deeper into some things. Maybe we'll do like some fun stuff and uh, and share a little bit more. That would be great. That'd be great.